Hello and welcome back to the Paper Pencil Podcast. I am Swarnavo, the host of this show where we talk about art and the artists behind them, their stories, experiences, learning, inspirations and a whole lot of other things. A quick reminder to subscribe to this podcast and if you happen to enjoy this episode, tell your friends about it. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your social media stories. Now, Today I have with me Keshav Ratnavel you may know him as Kesh from Kesh Art his videos have been popping on my uh, youtube suggestions for a couple of years now and my first impression of him was what a dedicated guy he is a really good illustrator but for me he is someone who really knows how to create a personal brand he has been a mentor to so many young artists helping them get better at their craft and i won't be surprised if in a few more years his 100 days of sketching challenge reaches an inktober level popularity He's also widely popular for his online art course Drawing Camp and I feel this introduction would be incomplete if I miss talking about the quality of his work. Now, his videos are really top notch in terms of their production value. And the reason why I'm talking about it is that these things matter. When you are trying to attract an audience and add value, having international standard videos make a big difference. Like for example he is currently sitting in his well lit studio with a proper recording setup while I am in my bedroom trying to make do with my tiny little laptop microphone he is of course uh, has a humongous following on social media including instagram and youtube and may i say this guy deserves every single bit of it so it's time for me to get to know more about the origin story of kesh so kesh welcome to the paper pencil podcast Yes, what? Well, thank you so much. And that's one hell of an intro. <laughs> that was really nice. I, I was keenly listening to it because you know I listen to these things because I want to see how people actually see me and, right, and all perception. these things actually are giving me exactly, Correct. exactly. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like a data collecting machine. So. <laughs> But, you see and but, that's exactly why you. I said that that's exactly mm-hmm. why I said that because uh see I of mm-hmm. course we haven't spoken much before this as well and this is probably our first yeah. proper conversation but as again uh, uh, somebody who uh, let's say sees your work uh, on Instagram on YouTube this is one of the perceptions that I have made about you which is you're really into quality man like this has to be spoken mm-hmm. out loud that you're into quality because again the the videos that you make on youtube the sheer quality of it is just so great that from the production uh, value of it right and i have seen a couple of videos where i think you shared videos of your uh, uh, of your studio and your team and everything and i just mm-hmm. saw him like my god this guy is really into it he definitely knows where he's going with it and he's invested in that so that that's for sure man i really appreciate i really appreciate that thank you thank you that that means a lot but but that sort of disagree with you that <laughs> i don't think i know where i'm exactly going i mean this sort of playing by the ear you know sort of mm-hmm. taking the next opportunity that's always available to me and then sort of going from there so yeah but but yeah thank you thank you that that means it for a lot definitely definitely all right so you know uh, i of course have uh, this is going to be episode number 47 if i'm not wrong and we discussed the number 47 before recording mm. for a while and yeah, uh, yeah and and uh, i have started almost all the interview episodes with the same question i think i'll, I'll shoot the same at you as well which is yeah tell me about mm. your journey tell me where it all started i think i know you're from chennai 
I'm not sure. Okay, yeah. I'm not sure because I don't. No, 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 I am. That out a lot. Yeah. So I think I picked up that you're from Chennai. So uh, yeah, let let's start where it all started, man. Like uh, take us back, rewind the clock. Yep. Oh yeah. All right. Now hop in the time machine. Now it was August twentieth, nineteen ninety four. Oh right. <laughs> in, <laughs> right. Anyway, so yeah, uh, grew up in Chennai. Born in Chennai. Right. I uh, had a pretty say not so great. I had a pretty good childhood. To be to be very honest, there were a lot of crappy things that were going around me, mm-hmm. but but I didn't sort of. Understand that I had like a crappy childhood until I grew up, mm-hmm. right? But till 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 today, my perception is and is has always been. I'm so grateful for all the things that uh, you know was happening around me. You know, tough family situations, financial stuff, and then that sort of group in that environment. And I was born into that. It's not like grew up. You know, it's like tough tough stuff. I mean, not not as compared to say when you put things in perspective, nothing nothing as hard as say people who really suffer for you know food and shelter, nothing like right. that. Um, maybe 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 my family has been pretty gotten close, pretty close to that at times. But uh, yeah, uh, but but when when I sort of look back and look at those times, I'm like, hmm, damn, I had the privilege of actually having those tough situations. Yes. Uh, you know, come out in my life, and that is that is one thing. So yeah, so sort of. Uh, so what I what I did was, you know, I to cope, I think, with all these things that were going on around me, and also I was super inspired by things like cartoons and movies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because because back in the days, with the nineties, the Correct. great nineties, the glorious right? days of Cartoon Network, as I call it. Exactly. Oh boy, it was it was one of the best days of Cartoon Network. Absolutely, you know? so it Absolutely. was like the perfect right. It was it was so good in terms of programming, great shows, and I just wake up in the morning. First thing that I do is turn on the TV, and Cartoon Network has to be on. Right. right? So start watching. It's it's like before school. It's Dexter's Lab, Part of Us. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Part of the thing. But these are all the shows. Right, the entire Hanna Barbera so, yeah, series, right? Yeah, right. It was really mm-hmm. good. Right. So, I, uh, I, I was actually watching the history of Cartoon Network actually, and they and right. There's a video on YouTube. I watched that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. So how? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think when they uh, created the network, I think this guy went in and he first amassed all of these licenses with him, and then he started. Right, right, yeah, right. I think right, I think right, we're talking right. about the same video. <laughs> that yeah? Yep, yep, yep. Right? That was very clever of him, and then he, the first I think he got everything from WB, right? One Correct. of those. Correct. And then, then what he did was he hired a bunch of people and uh, created his own studio. I mean, he was he was big. I think he was he's the owner of Time Warner. So that is true. That is big true. media thing. Correct. Right. So he he came with the background. Uh, so yeah. exactly, exactly, and then he went on to sort of create his own shows like Flintstones. And I right. think I think it was sort of nice to see that. They were struggling at the start to sort of create mm. some original programming, Correct. but as, and and throughout the years they came up with these really nice shows, right? And that was sort of uh, fun to watch. So I I grew up watching all that stuff and started drawing because of that. 
and then you know and then like any parents it's like ah you draw really well you keep drawing you know my my dad and my mom they got me like one books and color pencils and sketch mm-hmm. pens and i had a very vivid uh, uh playing session where i have a lot of toys you know i try to build things with those toys and i used to play the magical stories it's like yeah if i see any movie uh right that i like right and i try to recreate those scenes like any kid would Right. Storytelling. When I sort of look back at that, there's something so deep about storytelling that really gets to a lot of people, and that is what probably attracted me to what I'm doing at the moment. But yeah, so I started drawing. People were really encouraging, and throughout the years, I've always been creative. I've been that guy who draws in the class, too, mm-hmm. right? In the class, that 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 one kid who draws. I was that kid. Right. So I was always drawing, always making things. Then it was maybe I, I should probably flash flash forward. What what would it be? Fast mm-hmm. forward, yeah. Right. I got forgot the word. Uh, in 2009, 2010, when my friend introduced me to the site called YouTube, and I started watching shows like Charlie is so cool, like, and his his name he's a British YouTuber. Mm-hmm. And uh, another guy, Philip DeFranco. So mm-hmm. he was watching all these people, and they were making these really creative content online for videos. Mm-hmm. And that was so interesting. What? Wait, we can make these things and we put it out there, and people watch it. Wait, all over right. from world. It's like whoa, that's, right. that's amazing. Right. And then there was another artist named Mark Crilly. No, yeah, it was the year 2007. Yeah, it was the year 2007. No, no, actually, yeah. Uh, okay, I think I got it wrong. My friend didn't introduce me to the site called YouTube. I think I came across it when I mm-hmm. got my first uh, dial-up connection right. in two thousand seven or eight. Yeah, right. Those BSN so, ones, right? Oh, God, it was right. Horrible, man. It's like the speed was twenty-four kbps, and it that paid. was that was big back then. Twenty-four kbps was huge. <laughs> yeah, 20, imagine, imagine where, like, how from where we came. Like where we are today, like we are having the Zoom call right now. Imagine back in the day, yeah. these landline rings up and the internet goes off for a while, right? So you have to wait. Oh, so, oh boy! Right. My mom would be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Good times, actually. Yeah, you're right. And 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 right. I mean, to, to give people some context, right? Right now, what just having 24 kbps back then? It's sort of like having like 500 mbps right now. It looks like a lot of speed. True. Right, and then it took like one day to download like a 24 MB file, and I used to sit in front of the computer like just wait. And if a bloody phone call comes, God damn, you need to start over again. Correct. Oh shit. Oh yeah. Anyway, so I came across YouTube. Yeah. Wonderful art YouTuber, right? Uh, named Mark Crilly. So Mark Crilly is a comic book artist. He's a manga creator. He's a he's a anime and not anime. Manga maker, mm-hmm. I don't know for you or for me, right? Mm-hmm. So he makes a lot of mangas. He he's published a lot of comics, a lot of tutorial books, and a great big, 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 big inspiration of mine. And I saw his work, and he was sharing his life through the eyes of an artist. He was mm-hmm. putting out videos, and he was talking to his subscribers. He was showing people how he made his art, and he was making these beautiful, what uh, I say, you know, these these traditional pieces where he was making. Drawings with micron pens and watercolors. It was just amazing to watch. And he inked he inked this comic book, this first ever comic book with a pencil. And that was like, whoa! How do you do that? 
Yeah, he used something called a Prismacolor uh-huh. uh, black pencil. It was it's very thick, and he sort of inked the entire comic book with a pencil and has this beautiful white You go and check it out. The comic is called uh, Mickey Falls, and then it was just amazing the, the whole tone, and he he sort of added gray tones to it. Uh, what do you say? In uh, in a post. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of interesting to watch his entire process of doing this thing, and I was like, man, hmm, I should probably do this thing. Mm-hmm. So I borrowed a camera from my friend <laughs> because I didn't have a camera. <laughs> right. Uh, so I don't know, actually, uh, I couldn't do it back then because nobody, you know, none of my friends had a camera. And it was like two to three years later until I came mm-hmm. across my first ever camera. Mm-hmm. And then, then I shot my first ever video where I was just drawing things. So I, by then I was like, I was like an avid YouTube watcher and mm-hmm. YouTube was not a thing back in India. Right. And YouTube YouTube was only a thing because of Geo, right? Because everybody has internet access. That's the internet true. is That's cheap, true. right? True. Cheap and accessible. And uh, back then, no, internet was, 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 was only a thing of the very few people in mm-hmm. India. Not on internet, YouTube. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Getting, getting that confused. So I, I made my first video. Nothing came, but I liked the process. I thought, there weren't a lot of opportunities for artists in India, at least the kind of art that I wanted. Well, I like superheroes, comics, cartooning, okay. character design. Who's going to hire me for that? I mean, most of the places when I went to, when I saw, I was like, they were like into realistic painting, realism drawing, and like these classical painting styles. And I was in fine art in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right, right? I mean, yeah, fine art, that's the word, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I wasn't exactly I loved watching that, but I wasn't right. exactly I didn't like the process of making that. And I do love painting, but I, I love painting in a cartoony, caricature oh, way. Right. right, right. The style that you have so, in general, like the style that I have seen, like yeah, it's a very authentic Kesh style that I know. I see something, I'm like, okay, either this is Kesh or somebody has copied Kesh. So now you can actually like, really? yeah, it's it's pretty evident. It's pretty evident the way you do stuff. Let's say. Uh, I know this is a slight detour, but let's say the way you color, like mm-hmm. at least from what I can see is the way you color is very different from how a lot of other people color and you keep that in a very consistent way. Your line work I can see is quite, so you do like a lot of line work. You um, mm, you are yeah. not the person who would go with, who would probably uh, disable the line, uh, the layer and you just go without the line thing, which is something which I have yeah. also been sticking to for the longest time and now finally over the last couple of weeks i've been trying to experiment without the line so just draw the entire thing paint the entire no, no, thing of the light layer and uh, then just see how it looks like so i i don't know i'm still learning on that but yeah coming back that is good i mean people keep saying that i have a style i mean i, I couldn't see it i don't know why yeah. it's probably when when we are within our own uh, bubble maybe we cannot actually see it right right uh, because i see i see myself as a combination of a lot of things that uh, inspired me in life and then also like a lot of artists who i you know grew up watching mm-hmm. so yeah anyways back to the story mm-hmm. uh making videos i saw what was that mm-hmm. yeah so you're talking about making and your then, first video on for youtube like using that camera yeah for right yeah Right, right, yeah. I was talking about like the final in the country. Right. right. Yeah, and and also I wanted to be a filmmaker. I I wanted to I want to make films. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's the end end goal right there. And I wanted 
to be a filmmaker. I didn't want to go and work as someone's assistant in the industry, even though that could have, you know, passed me my process in, of getting into the industry, quote unquote. But I didn't want to get into the industry because I didn't like the kind of films that were being made here and then. And I was like, hmm, all right, I can I don't want to sit idle and idle and just do my thing and live my life. I, I wanna I wanna use the opportunities that I have at hand at the moment and you know move forward. And and to be honest, to this day, I find that I mean, I don't want to praise myself. I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that. But rather, I'm like looking at that past version of myself. I'm like going, wow, you made a right decision right there. You didn't sit there. That was incredibly smart of you to mm-hmm. actually to take up opportunities that you had at the moment, no matter how small it was, and sort of grew from there. And I still find it amazing to, to this day, actually. So I took a, a, like a YouTube video. I'll improve my video skills. Mm-hmm. I'll get better at drawing. Mm-hmm. I might and uh, uh, create a following. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I, I don't know, back then, earning on YouTube wasn't a thing. Correct. And I really wanted to get, get onto YouTube because I wanted to sort of pass on that uh, partner's program. Back then, not everyone can monetize those videos. Correct. So, uh, it, it was like, you need, to, you need to apply for that and get in. Oh, and yeah, that, right. Um, Correct. And and that was in general, I think, uh, the Google strategy as well, if I'm not wrong, right? Like in case, let's say, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think uh, because when I was uh, towards the end of school, I remember coming across WordPress, like you came across uh, uh, YouTube. And uh, yeah, I, I mm-hmm. thought, you know, blogging was a thing back then, like I am that old. I, I'm pretty sure you also have been through that phase where blogging was the new yeah. email, bloggers.com and yeah. WordPress and all of these things, right? Correct. Oh, and, oh, yes. oh, I, and I remember uh, getting to know that a lot of people are now earning through blogs. And I think that's that's also something similar that Google also had that you had to kind of it's, it's almost like uh, not everybody can monetize. It was I, I forgot about the whole thing. Right. But uh, there is a, there used yeah. to be correct. The, the strategy was different back then. True. That is right. I mean, yeah, blogging is still a thing today, actually, writing and blogging. Hmm. And there are people actually, there are the fun fact, right? Most people don't see uh, see blogging as sort of like a thing of the past, but mm-hmm. a lot of people have million dollar businesses built around like writing and blogging today. True. That's incredible. Uh, so anyways, right? So yeah, I went back. I, I, so I want to get into this partner program because I want to get, get this little badge on top of my channel where I can customize my subscribe button. That was so stupid. That was my motivation. <laughs> so... I wanted that, and I worked hard, made videos, and 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 sort of went on over the years and, mm-hmm. and made videos and just got better at the craft of making videos. That's, that's what happened, and and I got good at art, and just over time, I mean, it was it was just consistent growth over the years. But I kept making videos. That was a spike, actually. You know, uh, for for like first seven years of my YouTube, I didn't know. Of course, YouTube was a was a thing. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. Then I I thought I'll turn my YouTube into my career. But I I, I exactly didn't want YouTube to be my end goal. You know, mm-hmm. I, I knew something made beyond. I mean, it was beyond that. Mm-hmm. But this was my first step. Right. But I need this to take that. Yes, exactly. It was it was a it was a means to an end rather than not, not like not the end itself. 
So I kept on going for the first seven years of my YouTube uh, channel. Uh, I created a channel in 2011, started posting till then, and mm-hmm. since then, and I had a channel before that for a year. So like till 2017, I had like no growth. I mean, I had very little growth. I had like 7,000 subscribers through the, the first seven years. Mm-hmm. And then it all, it all happened one day when one of my videos went viral, then I got like 70,000 subscribers in like next seven days. Wow. Yeah. Seven days or seven months. I don't know. I had like 40,000. It was like a huge jump, seven to 40,000. Right. But that that jump was a pending result of all the work that Absolutely. I had put in you know, the Absolutely. past seven years. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Then I got my first, I had a pay, I had a couple of YouTube pages here and that before that uh, before that jump happened because I was right. partnered with this MCN called Machinima. Oh boy, that was just horrible. So there is a gaming thing, mm-hmm. but I as an art YouTuber, I was making game arts. That was my thing back then. I was, I was like drawing based on games, and okay. that's where my ga- uh, love for gaming comes from. Okay. And uh, this was mostly and as part of these guys. Sorry, what? Uh, this was mostly fan art, right? Based on yeah, fan art. Yeah. Right? Makes sense. Exactly. It was actually more like a recreation, not even a fan art, uh, a fan recreation. Maybe you can call that. I was like, mm-hmm. uh, I was looking at cool game covers that I like, mm-hmm. and uh, I recreated them using, you know, traditionally using fences and made videos about. It. That was my spiel back then. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was partnered with an MCN. It was a horrible experience, and they took like fifty percent of it. Whoa and they don't pay you and they don't do anything return. <laughs> so that was horrible. So the time I got out and uh, the time I got out, I started putting more effort and I got my first ever paycheck on YouTube. It, it was like, it was a good four-figure dollar amount. Wow. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, yeah, right? People can earn this much in one month. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? So that was that was just amazing to watch, and I just kept on making content, making more, making more, making more. And over the years, right, hundred days of sketching happened in two thousand seventeen. Mm-hmm. That was one of the videos that went wide. So I thought I wanted to give myself a challenge, uh, a challenge where I can improve my art in one hundred days with now without burning myself out. Because a lot of art challenges, you know, you put a lot in it. Correct. And you burn yourself up, right? Other days sketching all designers in such a way that it's just six minutes a day. It's, it's six minutes a day. So that's the whole point of the challenge. Mm-hmm. Just draw for six minutes a day. If you can do more, do more. If not, call, do just do six minutes and call it a day, right? Mm-hmm. That thing blew up, and just more people kept on coming, and I was making more content than I made. And then Inktober happened in 2017, right? Inktober mm-hmm. video. So I started posting every day. Then I went from 40,000 to 100,000 in the year. Wow. So I was like uh, 40,000 in October, then went to 100,000 in, in by like December. And that was like a sharp jump. And that was just amazing to sort of watch that happen. Mm-hmm. So ever since then, what I did was I tried to do projects that I liked. And every single time I did a project, it opened new doors and I walked in through those doors. And that has always been really my strategy so far. Mm-hmm. So when I got my earning from YouTube, which was substantial, I uh, before that, right? I mean, before I got my first sort of paycheck, 
there was this period of 100 days i gave myself 100 i don't know what was the number 100 huh. uh, i just love it so i remember having a conversation with my uh, you know dad I, uh, i just finished college mm-hmm. i think i'm jumping around a lot right? that's so okay that's team. okay i'm i'm actually making mental notes so i'll come back to those i'll definitely come back to those cuz i want to know about college as well so uh, cuz i know you did not go oh, to yes. art college right so but yeah i i yes. definitely come into that yeah so yeah i'll tell you about college so yeah. but before that before that you're talking to your dad yeah i was talking to my dad i finished college i went and got a job right after college in an ad agency mm. i quit that job in like 8 months mm-hmm. and that was my first ever uh, i'd always call that my first and last ever day job because that's all the day job i've ever had mm-hmm. and uh, i quit in like 8 months because i had this I, 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 uh, that there was this thing in me. I cannot work for another person. That's that's just not in my DNA, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I, then I'm I was just drawing every single day in 2016 and every single day in 2017, doing lots and lots of daily art challenges, posting every single day, broke completely broke, and and. not exactly my family wasn't in a great financial position to support themselves mm-hmm. so it was it was coming it was coming there to a point for me to actually i need to get a job soon mm-hmm. i need to get a job soon or i need to make youtube work so mm-hmm. i was talking to my dad i, I just remember i was standing in front of the balcony so my studio is right across my house mm-hmm. so i could still see the balcony that i was standing mm-hmm. in Uh, because i can see my house from my studio and uh, you know i see see the balcony right now standing in that balcony and i was telling my dad you know just just let's i'll see i'll i'll try this for the next 3 months if it doesn't work out i'll go and get a job because i can always get a job i'm a skilled guy correct and uh, uh, because i always have that backup plan so this this not an issue so i gave myself 100 days i took a red pen and on a whiteboard i wrote 100 100 days to go then i told myself every single day i'll make sure i'll do something that moves me towards my goal of making youtube a thing i don't know what what that thing meant mm-hmm. so every single day it happened and i made a video or a script a short something i edited something i made little progress each day that's all i did. nothing crazy nothing so just like working morning to night and none of that happened mm-hmm. i was making progress i was making progress and every single day some days i'll be a lot i'll be like working from morning to night but some days i i'll do like very little thing you know adjust a couple of things here and there right and every single day i just rub that thing down 99 days to go 98 days to go 97 days 96 it's like a countdown time if this was a vacation this would be a perfect setup for a montage to happen like a proper inspiration oh, yeah, exactly. in the background <laughs> and then the montage and you going and erasing that 100 bring it down <laughs> one by one this is a perfect time for that <laughs> i know right yeah that that could be a really cool montage scene <laughs> <laughs> right what <laughs> oh man someone should make my life a little more <laughs> anyways right so <laughs> it happened and i don't know where, where when it happened i don't remember exactly what day it was But I just remember making a lot of things. I was attending like YouTube meetups. I've never done that in my life, right? I was so in my mind, it was like pick this one thing, work really hard at it as much as you can. This is psychologist called Jordan Peterson, right? So mm-hmm. he he has his rule: pick something, 
pick something that really means something to you, work really hard at it, and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. I didn't even know that thing back then, but that's what I did because I wanted it. Mm-hmm. And which you clicked, it just clicked, right? Uh, uh, every single day there was a lot of doubt, self doubt. I don't, I don't know. There was a thing that it, it's, uh, it's going to work out, but. Every single day was a day of faith, and I was like, hmm, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna show up today. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. What's the worst that could happen? I need to go and get a job. Correct. And then uh, I, I can, I, I can, I can do underpaid work. Correct. Mm-hmm. I don't get any job. I'm, I'm a hustler, right? I'll, I'll go to some place and I say, "Hey, someone's gonna do that for ten. I'll do it for five. Right. Right. Just give, give me a job. Something like right. that, right? So uh, I, I, can, I can sort of do that, and it worked. And ever since then, I was like constantly like putting out content, trying to make, build a library of content that I could look back and say, "Ha, oh, that's nice." And also share people with share people my journey, share with people my journey of becoming an artist. Or, Doing this thing, doing this art thing. How I improve? How I'm making art? How I'm learning? Mm-hmm. Right? Because I'm not. I, I wasn't. I wasn't good enough back then to teach. Right. And and I need to put in the work. I need to actually get good at my craft. I need to show some tangible results actually, right? Before I can just share with other people what I how to do this particular mm-hmm. thing. So and I've got to be first a practitioner before a uh, a teacher, right? So. Yeah, that's, that's that's what I did. Then I I put in the work. I reinvested everything. That was that's another thing that I've always done in my life. YouTube okay. happened, hundred days sketching happened, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, whatever I get from my business, I take that and reinvest it back into the business in terms of people, in terms of resources. I just give it back, and then I, I just take enough to sort of survive and sustain. Mm-hmm. And uh, thankfully, I know these days are pretty good. I can do both. I've found the personal life and also reinvest in the business. Right. Right. Uh, really good that. Uh, so yeah, I think I'm skipping a lot of things. Maybe maybe you can you can ask then maybe I'll, I'll answer that because it's a big thing. There's like so much so many details I missed. No, that that that's that's for sure. I can I can imagine like the story uh, is of course something which I feel can be made into a movie for sure. Uh, but uh, so yeah, I do see one thing, Kesh. Uh, see, when I started off this uh, episode and I did the introduction bit, I did mention that you know uh, I have to say that the quality of videos—that's something which I constantly see in your thing. And um, again, to drop a few names here, let's say if I look at uh, somebody else, I sometimes follow is uh, on YouTube Jazza, right? Draw with Jazza, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, draw with Jazza. Yeah, draw, yeah, draw with Jazza. Right, and I do see like. When it comes to him and when it comes to you, not doing a comparison, of course, but I do see a really mm-hmm. good quality content out there. It is not, let's say, somebody mm-hmm. just taking a phone camera and trying to shoot something and, you know, just putting it out there uh, with maybe a, a watermark of a, a demo software ah. in the corner, right? It does yeah. show. There's a huge difference in these two things and it does show. And uh, yeah, ah. and today, when I know this background, uh, the fact that you've been doing this for a while, I can understand now. I think I can now connect the dots that where is this whole sense of quality coming from? Because I always, that was something which always intrigued me. Okay, uh, where is this guy? Like, how is he doing 
such good quality content okay now before i actually go back and probably ask you a few questions on mm-hmm. the journey that you just shared uh, again out of curiosity mm-hmm. are you do you consider yourself as an artist first or a youtuber slash video content creator that's 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 a question that i've been asking myself for like so many years mm-hmm. and the answer i've always gotten was i'm a combination of both and that the combination doesn't have a name yet <laughs> right so that that's what i uh, think at this at this particular yeah right no because uh, so slowly i'm slowly trying to merge things ha huh, exactly exactly so mm-hmm. throughout your story i could see these two tracks like a railway track in this case right the two tracks one yeah, is yeah. the whole uh, love for art like you said starting from the young days in cartoon network and you know trying to copy those yeah, things yeah. and and again we've all been through those yeah. right? we've all had had sketchbooks at least i have had so many sketchbooks when i was growing up in school which were full of dexters and scooby doos and god knows so uh, many other things that i would watch in the day right okay. uh, did you ever try to just again a a a this maybe a slight detour from here did you ever try drawing powerpuff girls when you were a kid ha huh, bro i drew powerpuff girls all the time okay <laughs> I, did you I find the so eyes difficult did you find the eyes difficult i don't know why when i was a kid i have such a distinct memory that powerpuff girls everything was so easy oh, yeah. to draw but when it came to the eyes i just I, i could never be happy with my drawings of powerpuff girls for some reason uh yeah oh. i've still not been able to i still have not been able to nail those eyes when it comes to pop of girls because they have these large eyes with these concentric circles inside them right uh-huh. yeah, yeah. i could never get that done but anyway coming back so uh i i do see that these two constant tracks in your life one is of course the art and the second like you said the whole uh the idea of you know you wanted to make a film uh, one day or you know you want you trying to tell a story through video or yeah, a graphic yeah. medium one day right yes these yes. two going and yes i do see one living off the other it's like a very symbiotic sort of a relationship where uh, mm. you create art and that becomes the topic of your videos and these two kind of living hand in hand yeah i don't yeah. know if they'll meet like you said you're trying to merge these two but i don't know if they'll ever meet or they'll be like railway tracks where they go right. separate but again just just be oh, there together <laughs> yeah i hope i hope so but then again yeah they'll they'll be interesting to know uh, because again for an individual i feel uh it's not about putting yourself in a box but i feel it's also about putting yourself mm. your understanding because again i've shared this in the podcast before as well in some other episode mm. for me the in my personal journey when it came to this whole thing like 2019 was a year when you know uh i started getting kind of paychecks let's call it within quote paychecks from instagram as in not from instagram right. but you know these influencer stuff that you that keep coming right, right. these agencies that keep and right, right all these right, products right. and stuff yeah. right so that happened and mm-hmm. i enjoyed it okay 2019 i enjoyed it 2020 mm-hmm. first half i enjoyed it but then i don't know what happened i woke up one day and i started asking myself am i an artist or an influencer so ah. that day the whole conversation changed for me because i and i i really have reduced to a point where i have not taken any of those influencers sort of uh, deals for the last ah. I don't know maybe 5 6 months probably in that case like and I don't know I just don't want right. to get back to it right now unless there's something which really means something to me so let's say if tomorrow right I don't know something like procreate comes to me I know procreate does not need and just today they need the 5.2 right and I know for a fact they don't right. need anything they don't need influencers for that matter but if a brand like procreate comes to me I know I believe in that I honestly love that product and I would probably do that probably for free as well but the idea is yeah so for me the whole I right, right? am artist yeah, first yeah, yeah. and then 
anything else i think was very important for me hence i i asked a question to you as well uh on on that note right that is very important because most people today are trying to make art a uh, make a living out of art in this by using social media as a platform a couple of things they need to be aware of which you know we were taught right because we were like the first bunch of people sort of like right. do all this one is to not fall fall into this this trap you can call it whatever you can call it by any name but this particular trap where you lose sight of why you started how the sure. first place which was to be a good artist you like making art so you sure. want like making art you see these beautiful pieces you see these works of good good you know these great works and you want to make things like that and then what happens is you say you tell yourself i'm going to build a social media following make some money out of it while i'm making art oh great yeah then then for some somehow you fight next couple of years and make that a reality and then you don't want to get to a point where you build things in such a way that keeping up your social media presence mm, would mm. hinder with your progress in art agreed absolutely you know absolutely right that that is a trap that is a trap that i've fallen into so many times and you you're sort of playing you're making something simply just without content to or to get a gain for or to to you know play the attention game rather you know putting better quality work focusing on good quality work it's it's, it's always a good thing so anyways that is a trap people i made a video called the social media trap Mm-hmm. and uh, you know this is something pretty important this is, this is something pretty important that people need to be aware of it if they want to voluntarily go down that path. correct correct sure. then then you take right? steps accordingly right so then you do stuff accordingly exactly. which will probably uh, enhance your social media or whatever in this case right and that that's a choice yeah, you yeah, yeah. but then again i think exactly. understanding the difference is very important because you know uh, uh, very recently in the last couple of weeks uh, i was uh, back home in calcutta and i met this one person this young uh, person and uh, we were talking about this whole uh, you know art and uh, the whole making a career out of it and everything and this lady is like what 20 19 or 20 right like just pretty much out of okay. uh, school and uh, you know early college sort uh-huh. of thing right, 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 right. and uh, yeah, yeah. and she she was asking me that you know what i would like to kind of uh, uh, make an art career and i want to be big on instagram and i want to start selling my stuff on instagram which is like whatever she art she is making currently right and she's like i i'm planning to buy an ipad should i buy mm. an ipad which ipad should i buy should i get an apple pencil there's that or wacom is better so that, that the conversation yeah. went in that direction right. and and she was like okay and what i realized is for her and i'm guessing it may be the scene for a lot of other people that getting an ipad or a wacom is probably the only thing that is keeping you away from being an artist and okay. yeah exactly and and that's where i told her i had like a long conversation with her i was like you know and she had the chance and the i think she was uh, again not too old for that cuz i feel i'm too old for this now i'm like dude you have the option why don't you try and get into an art college if possible if that's if you really want to get that done if you really want to do it mm-hmm. and you have time on your side i don't have like yeah. i already have a job i have responsibilities mm-hmm. i can't just call it quits at least that's what i feel i can't just call it quits and say okay for the next 5 yeah. years i'm off to uh, an art college i'll give my cv or whatever and i'll be in that and i said you mm-hmm. can do that mm-hmm. so why don't you do that because then possibly you will be a lot a much more mature a person as an artist 
compared to somebody exactly. who's just trying to sell something on Instagram or whatever. Sure, that may be a short-term thing, and that probably may give you some sort of a mm-hmm. validation or some sort of a dopamine kick at the end of the day. But what are you trying to achieve in the longer run? Do you think tomorrow, if you're trying to sell something on Instagram, and let's say if Kesh is trying to sell something on Instagram, mm-hmm. the chances are pretty. clear that the audience would come to a kesh and say hey okay kesh has such good products i'll buy something from kesh because okay mm-hmm. i can see the tangibility like you said right i can see the tangible stuff mm-hmm. over there why should i get something from a newcomer unless of course uh, the quality is so uh, much better the chances are less so of that better, right? yeah Right. So that's exactly why right. a lot of factors go into it. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. A lot of factors exactly. go into it, and so yeah, coming back and and I think when people look at these numbers on social media, probably people don't see the background of it. The years, like you said, like for that one video mm-hmm. to go viral and you to get a paycheck, meant probably six seven years of hard work in the background, which work, probably yeah. a lot of people did not notice, right? And and that's that's going to be the right. right. So mm-hmm. school, I, I I was following you till school. what happened in college so yeah. again because that's uh, the reason i'm asking you is because again that's a very important decision in an indian kid's life an indian kid's life <laughs> like 12th ke baad what will you do is a big deal so what was that decision for you how was how was that phase oh boy all my my teacher no there's uh, i remember my accounts teacher is like asking everybody in class like what are you going to do hmm. and i told i told him it's going to be an artist and it's like Yeah, he is a very nice person, and then and, and you know he he made it in a joking way, but he said, "Art like artwork, Padra, go and do be an accountant." Meaning there is no money in art, mm-hmm. go be an accountant or mm-hmm. go go in CA, go to CA, right. earn lakhs. Right, right. That that was his thing. That's like no sir, you know. Thank you. I'll just do my thing. <laughs> so. What I did was I was just pretty sure from tenth grade I was like I'm going to be into the art field. Mm-hmm. My fa- father, being the quite realist that he was, he told me you have to be drop out of school in tenth, do like school part time and go and enroll into some art thing. I said no. <laughs> oh, he, <laughs> I don't know he, why. he gave you that option, is it? Yes, yes, he did. Wow. He told me to do that, and uh, but but I. I, I what i i knew, i knew that i wanted that social life of 10th 11th but i want that thing of actually finishing school right uh you know uh, it it felt right at the same time and i'm glad i did and uh-huh. i am glad i did that because trust me a lot of things that they teach you in school even though you hate it then it's very useful economics commerce basic math I mean, it's a lot of that algebra stuff. I mean, I don't see no oh, point to that. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I was going to come to that. I was actually going to. The moment you said a lot of the things, I was like, okay, I'm going to ask him about algebra for sure. <laughs> algebra and trigonometry is like stop it. You know, addition, subtraction, <laughs> multiplication, division. Right. <laughs> right. So, but, 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 yeah. I mean, um, I see a lot of value in certain stuff. Economics, boy. If you are an artist, if you want to start a business, you better learn economics. You better understand economics and market, mm-hmm. and then how the world works. Uh, it's so crucial. So, so it's 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 beyond crazy. Uh, our education system is set up in such a way that is stupid in some ways, but incredible mm-hmm. in other ways. And people don't get the intelligent parts, and they only point out the stupid things, which is bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of ways it's bad. Uh, 
in fact this is the first time i heard somebody so, say the other side this is literally the first time i have heard somebody say the other side yeah. that okay it's stupid but also there are a lot of things which you can take away which yeah to be to be also yeah. it's like oh yeah it's kind of an eye opening thing but yeah yeah please go ahead so big biggest biggest you know i i'm based how i built my business on simple economics very mm-hmm. simple economics mm-hmm. supply demand what people want add value be good build good will you know it's like I'm, every single time i go through business and when you do the right thing or uh, you know when you do all the things right and you think man i learned this lesson in 11th grade good will is like I, i still remember that day you know how how building good will is an important thing that's it hmm that is it so yeah anyways uh, so pre school mm-hmm. college mm-hmm. and i thought not 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 many good art colleges in india mm-hmm. uh, right now they've gotten really good i am seeing a lot of really good students from nid pune and i'm seeing a lot of people there there's this guy called check dm check it dm check it id mm mm-hmm. as i see his work is like man this these guys they're killing it they're in the right intersection of thing they have like great teachers correct great technology to back them up and instagram and and then access to like great information Right. And uh, I think this entire generation actually is a very good point. So, anyways, so I, I thought no good art colleges in India. I tried to go to Cal Arts, then turns out I need to sell my soul to the devil to actually even pay the first year tuition fee. <laughs> 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 and I think I still won't. <laughs> it still won't add up. <laughs> right. And just add add like I add add my kidney to the devil as well. Like here's a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, man, I don't think art college is is, is it that worth it? Now mm-hmm. I told myself I'll just go to some dinky. I was like this: go to the best art college in the world, mm-hmm. or go to a completely dinky college mm-hmm. and just focus on YouTube. That was mm-hmm. my plan. So I chose the option two: mm-hmm. go to a dinky college. I chose filmmaking because I thought, huh, I knew art. What do I need to earn, uh, learn? Art. I was I was stupid back then, but uh, but thankfully, actually, the the Thankfully, I didn't pick art in the college which I uh, joined in because I was drawing as good as the drawing teacher that was over there. <laughs> so <laughs> I was actually slightly drawing better than him. I knew better than him. Uh, <laughs> definitely not drawing things like that. It's all sheer practice over the years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I took filmmaking in, in college. Electronic media is what I took, and I didn't learn much from that. and then weirdly a lot of art colleges in india i don't think they teach and i just see it right now after you know i started making my own courses uh-huh. after i started making you know uh, a living out of it i see where education is slowly turning into money mm-hmm. you know or a game of money mm-hmm. people are getting into education especially a lot of colleges Not not my college. I'm not among them. It's but a lot of other colleges because I don't know much about it. Mm-hmm. The internal working of my college to comment on that. But mm-hmm. a lot of other colleges and a lot of people, right? These big time guys are getting into education because it's easy money for them. Right. Because right. here's here's how the process is working for them. They just need to hire a bunch of teachers. Right. At like forty, fifty, seventy k per month. Right. And they need to sell these. 2 lakh 3 lakh 5 lakh especially if you go to engineering good mm-hmm. lord it's it's you know it's 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 like 5 lakhs a pop and mm-hmm. then all the things donations and all that other stuff 
it's like you sell a five lakh. Think about it. You have a product for five lakhs, and you're selling it to thousands. So many. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Think, so, think, think about the amount of money one's making, and I'm like, and and that's why they're getting enticed into like that's why you see all the big name guys. They have like a college. Right. Not so, because they're interested in education or educating people. They they want to make money. That's I mean, nothing wrong in making okay. money. I'm not. Sure. Yeah, I'm not an anti-make money guy, but if you provide, you should provide quality in exchange for the money that you're mm-hmm. getting, right? I wasn't getting that quality. I didn't learn much from college, but I did gain one of the best things in life, which was friendships. And you know, I connected with a lot of people. The person, my my senior video producer, is my friend from college. Oh, nice, right? And and you know. You, we we all worked together. We all made things together. We wasted a lot of time, and uh, that is one thing I will always say. I wasted a lot of my time time in college. I didn't even focus on art or YouTube. I could have done that, mm-hmm. but I was so high on college life. You know? right. I was like, oh, college, <laughs> like I want to do everything, and uh, I know went to that. Got distracted for the first one one and a half years, and uh, I was also very fat back then. I mean, fat in the sense of very big, big mm-hmm. guy. Then 90 kilos, completely unfit. Whoa. Couldn't even do one push-up, and I was so big. And I was like, I, I see. I see another inspirational story there as well. <laughs> yeah, why don't I? <laughs> I was like, I was. <laughs> I did everything to really get my health in check, and you know, lost weight, got really fit, then lost it all. Then got fit again. Then lost it all. Then I'm getting fit again. So, wow. so I've I've done it a couple of times. But I'm wow. doing it a couple of times. It's like right. October. You're doing it every year. Every year, every year I get fat. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not, it doesn't happen every year. It happens once in a while. It's it's journey. It's a journey. The mm. first time you have so much weight on, you lose out of desperation, mm. and you you do it through a lot of unhealthy ways. And over the years, those unhealthy ways will catch up to you and gain it all back, and possibly even worse. Then you need to start thinking long term and think, say, what are some things that I can build in the long term in a sustainable fashion that I can do that keeps me in a healthy state of way. And that's when a lot of your devils will come up. You know, a lot of your demons will start popping up, and you need to face all those things. So, so that's that's the process right now. That's what's happening. So, went to college. And I didn't learn much from that. And I on and the day of my very last exam, I got a uh, so I, I secured myself an interview in an ad agency. It was mm-hmm. a video production agency. It's a job for a video producer. So mm-hmm. by then I had a YouTube channel with four thousand subscribers and I had a lot of videos to show for. Mm-hmm. So I sent them my channel. And I got an interview immediately, and they were impressed by the quality of work that I was producing because it was five, six years into me putting time mm-hmm. on YouTube by then. Correct. And that is another thing. That's one of the another thing which I learned is you know be ready for your opportunities. You know you you put in the work, you create all the things that you need to do right now. Don't wait for an opportunity to show show up and pop up. Mm-hmm. Right. Create your own opportunities. Make them uh, be ready when it arrives. So when I went there, so I wrote my final exam. My friend dropped me off at the bus stand, right? Then I got a bus, right? And uh, you know, went all the way to the city. It was a very two-hour long bus ride, and went to the city, went to the interview, 
and I got the job on the thing because they they liked the fact that I had a YouTube channel. I was proactive. I was mm-hmm. working on personal projects and things like that. And I got the job immediately. But but when I was getting the job, everything was going in the mind, man. How I speak. It, it, it's it's like some people are actually, you know, they their life would be deeply happy and fulfilling and satisfying if they actually went and worked for someone else. Right. Some people they just need to go and do their, you know, create their own business. Right. And 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 having the awareness of who you are is very very crucial because you might think that it's cool to actually run your own business mm-hmm. or run your own thing. When you don't have the chops for it, and I don't mean that in a bad way, it's it's probably have chops for something else. Mm-hmm. And you know, right now it's just this whole you know working for yourself thing is cool, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's why people want sort of want want that particular thing. But but you really need to ask yourself: Do you do you do you really want that? Do you do you have all it takes? What it takes to actually go through that process, or do you need to find a mixture of both? Correct. Right, something in the middle. Right, so, so I, I was thinking when I got that job, nah, God, what, what has happened? I've made some, I've made mistakes. I've wasted my time, and I'm paying my price right now. So, so I got a job. First eight months, it was a it, job was lovely. Great people, great agency, loved everything. Learned a ton, you know how this whole thing worked. And, but I was traveling back and forth two hours a day. Two, two, no, no. Uh, no, four, 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 four and a half hours a day. It's like two hours. Mm-hmm. But two hours. Four, where do you stay in Chennai? Yeah. If I may ask, where do you stay in Chennai? Ah, uh, yeah, outside. Uh, I live in Oymar. Oymar, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. So, so I had this long commute to work, and I hated my life. And every single time, it was like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing every single day? I was, I was constantly asking that question. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? uh it's the right thing and it, it was the right thing maybe i'm over i was overthinking it back then uh but but for, for, for some weird weird reason i knew that i i can actually do way better on myself than rather than working for someone else. that that right. was my thing because i knew I, it, it, it sort of my brain clicks in that way and i can sort of see what's going on what's what's happening so I quit that job in like eight or nine months, and they really liked me, and they didn't want me to let me go. So I worked as a consultant for two months, and after which I also quit, quit that consultant oh, job. Nice. Uh, right, I worked as a consultant for them, hmm. and uh, I, I could have not done that, but but sure, fine, yeah. The way way things happen, good. That was fine. So I took up a drawing challenge. I started posting. That's when I started posting on Instagram every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, every day I was like posting on Instagram, and and from then on, yeah, the, the then 2017 came, the hundred days happened. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how it all sort of We're talking about college, and I just completely no, but that's okay. Because this, no, that's okay because then again, it it took a proper turn that way. And you know, uh, funny that you say that because uh, the other day, I think two three mm-hmm. days back, I was watching this. Uh, so I, I end up watching a lot of these. Uh, I don't know these documents and docu series stuff on YouTube uh, from yeah. 
and uh, i think i was watching this one and it's it's pretty much out there everywhere now that so us right now is probably having their biggest uh, they're calling it the great the great resignation correct so they're calling it the great resignation oh yeah in yeah. us whatever oh, happens God. they call yeah, it yeah. the great right so yeah the great is yeah, yeah, yeah. the great resignation is happening currently which means <laughs> that around uh, 4.3 million people have uh, quit their job in the last few months 4.3 million yeah okay. and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that That's is coming majorly and majorly because of covid as in uh, during covid a lot of people worked from home they liked it and they got a lot of time to reflect and introspect and everything and now they are like exactly. okay, why should i work so they were showing this one clip of this mm. guy who i think uh, i think he left his job as uh, a bartender and now he is opening his own cattle farm or something so yeah like the Right, exactly, right. So, and again, this guy also had the same thing to say that why should I work for somebody else where they don't care? And uh, I could totally see that you know uh-huh. over the last one and a half years, work from home was actually working. The companies did not go into losses; uh-huh. they continued to make money. Things were clients were absolutely fine. Yeah. Why should I go back yeah. to office now? And I'm saying this tomorrow. I have to go to office. Like my office has reopened, so tomorrow I have to step uh-huh. out of the home again and uh, start of the whole grind. But yeah, first time. uh come again first, yeah first, first time, time this is the first time since uh, yeah since covid of course so finally offices are reopening oh, in bangalore yeah, yeah yeah and so so tomorrow would be the day i will go to office for the first time after a long a long a long time but yeah anyhow so but that that oh, makes sense mm-hmm. that makes sense that, yeah yeah, yeah. You, know, uh, you went through that journey of uh, you know uh, understanding that this is who you really are and what what you like and what you don't like that brings me mm. to this question kesh uh what is it really so i remember you mentioned that you figured out okay uh, you know you figured out that you do not want to do this and you wanted to do that and you had to make it on your own right first first actually you know i'll i'll tell say what i what i'm no expert and I'm, but but I, i i i'll just tell people like what i what i'll tell you what i mm-hmm. what are the things that one can consider before quitting their job and trying to start their own thing one this is very very crucial this might sound cliche and this might sound intangible but people really need to know what their temperament is temperament okay. in the sense okay are what kind of person are they are they an all in go 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 hustler type are you like calm worker style person what kind of a person are you sort mm-hmm. of like self awareness something mm-hmm. something like that and and it, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not, okay another thing is you don't have to have all of you figured out before you start something mm-hmm. and if that was the case nobody would start anything uh right so you don't have to have everything figured out but good to know your temperament style because my temperament was back then i'm an all or nothing guy mm-hmm. or i used to be an all or nothing guy and right now i play a calculated risk game you know and i know mm. what my risks are and i take calculated risks and even if i fail i know what exactly i'm failing at and i know that i can actually bounce back from that and i have systems set up in place mm-hmm. to sort of back me up most mostly financial systems so people need to know what their temperament is mm-hmm. that is very very crucial and they need to understand if they, if you are going to be working for yourself mm-hmm. you need to know a couple of things one can you handle uncertainty good do you do you like to be in situations of uncertainty because 
business of whatever kind, no matter what people say, it's uncertain to a to huge extent from the mm-hmm. biggest of the billion dollar businesses to Correct. the smallest of businesses. You know, for, for a big multi-billion dollar business, they need to meet cash flow and they need to have enough cash flow, uh, you know, cash coming in. And they also need to have enough, uh, you know, profits to mm-hmm. sort of pay people. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the thing for the multi-billion dollar business. For a one-man business, you need to make sure you have enough money in the bank so that you can actually meet your monthly payments, right? Mm-hmm. And you need you need you need you need to see where your money is going to potentially come from, mm-hmm. and uh, and you need to also see that you need to really classify and and differentiate between what you think might work and mm-hmm. what actually works. Meaning, you might think that. Ah, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to do freelance and freelance. If I do freelance, I'll get money. Yeah, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's a bad strategy right there. I mean, you're not being specific and sure. Sometimes it might work because it worked for me because I was stupid and dumb. Mm-hmm. So, so sometimes just put in a lot of work and to a point where the sheer amount of work just overcompensates yeah. your bad strategy. Correct. Right? Correct. Uh, so that is, that is one thing, but it, it might not happen all the time. Sometimes you will cross the bridge Mm-hmm. sometimes you'll burn on top of the bridge. You don't want that to happen, right? True. So they need to make sure, they need to really just focus on cash. So with approximately figuring out themselves, figuring themselves out, and you need to, one, figure out a financial situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you have enough cash in the bank to actually make the jump. Have enough overhead for six, seven, eight months, or if it's one, 1.5 years, fantastic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That is something that I focus on these days, right? I'm, um, so these days I'm not just responsible for myself. I have people working for me and I make sure the company, the business as a whole has overhead for at least, you know, a year, right? Okay. At least a year. So I try to do that as, as that's like the thing that I try to, uh, you know, just keep in mind. So have enough overhead, have an approximate plan and know that you will have to adapt the plan as you sort of go through the process. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to sort of lay out an approximate plan. Uh, so so it's, it's like you're getting on a car, you want to drive from point A to point B. Make sure you that's get inside. Yeah, right. Yeah, make sure it has, that, that is definitely one. Make sure it has enough fuel. That is your cash in the bank. And also know that there is a steering wheel in front of you and the steering wheel is there for you to sort of turn right or left depending mm-hmm. on the situation. Mm-hmm. You don't set the steering wheel in, 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 you know, in 90 degree angle and you don't use that from point A to point B. Right? There might be cars on the road. You need to drive your steering wheel to the left. There might be detours. They might be digging the road. I mean, live in India, they dig, they dig in the middle of the roads all the time. Right? You need to take, uh, take a detour and go through another street. Uh, and you need to do all of that. So be ready to adapt and change the plan as you go and think in terms of opportunities and systems. Now, what do I mean by that? Make sure you do projects, make sure you do things. Even if the project fails, you take away things from that that will actually help you in the next project. So I was literally, yeah, right? I was, I was literally watching a video of a CEO, right, of a company, uh, uh, you know, that, that company makes like $100 million a year. And he was 
explaining his experience, how he went from like making a lot of money and went completely broke. And all of a sudden, when he started his next business, he made like $3 million in a day, mm-hmm. in a day or a month or a week, in a, in, a, in a span of a couple of months. And he was explaining that even though he failed in his first couple of ventures in businesses, he was actually taking a lot of intangible things with him that True. he didn't value at that time. True. He just valued the money in the bank, which was zero when he hit rock bottom. Hmm. But he had so many skill sets that he couldn't True. see, which, which was very valuable. That was actually the thing that made him go from broke to 3 million. Right. Now, not everyone will make go from broke to 3 million. And, and, and most people do that in a very shady way. You know, hmm. lots of fake marketing gurus out there. Trust me. Right. right? But build build take up projects that give that are, that is that that just gives you good things at the end of it even if it fails and fourth thing is this it's easier said than done having all these big large perspectives oh be patient be ready to adapt take opportunities when you see it right it's all easy when you're sort of gone through the journey and looking at it from a vantage point yeah. Right? right yeah yeah it's easier but when you're in the middle of it you cannot see it correct right you cannot see it it's it's hard correct. You, you you've got so many nagging feelings you've got so many anxieties you have you don't know what's going to happen next you have so many self-doubts oh boy should i do this should i do that so what do you do in that situation this, this is one of the biggest lessons of my life and I, I'm still to this day, I've just learned 0.1% of it, which is have faith, right? Not, not hope, but faith, right? Like faith in the sense, hope, hope is like, I, ho- I hope it happens. Mm-hmm. You're like, there's a good chance of it not happening. That's, that's, I, I don't know the exact dif- definitions of it. Agreed, agreed. Right, right. But 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 for some reason, faith and since faith is more like it will happen. Mixed with yeah, mixed with trust. Right. And it is it is not to say it will happen. It is to, it is it is this. They call this the leap of faith. And and what that leap of faith means is this: you take the plunge, knowing knowing that it may or may not happen. It's not like it will happen. You should be okay with the fact that it may also mm. not happen. Mm. Mm. That is the beauty of faith, right? I love the movie Into the Spider-Verse. And they oh, really yeah. explore this topic. Right. Yeah, right? Everyone should see it from this perspective. The leap of faith. The character doesn't know what he's going to do. Mm. He doesn't know if he has what it takes to be Spider-Man, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and both the characters, both Peter Parker and Miles Morales Correct. face the same problem. Correct. They don't know they have what it, what it takes to actually become Spider-Man and or, or to, to get the things that they want. And, and it, it, it says, in, in the end, you know, Miles asks, you know, Miles, uh, you know, he asks Peter, is like, what, what, if I, what if I don't make it? Right. What if none of this happens? And, and Peter says, just take a leap of faith, man. It's all it is at the end of the day. It's all Mm. just a leap of faith. And those who win are the ones who took that leap. True. 
True. That is very, very, very true. And, and there's a saying in this British uh, Navy thingy, I don't know, British Air Force, I don't know why they say. I know somewhere in the, the UK Armed Forces, they have a saying, which which is which was really fascinating when I heard it for me. Who dares wins. True. True. Right? Dare. You know, dare. Dare yeah. and have faith. So those are the things. Four practical things you need to keep in mind at the start. Hmm. And one thing that you need to keep on the daily, which is have faith, dare greatly, and, and, and don't give in to your confusions, right? Artists, for some reason, man, I, I always see that, you know, we, we were very neurotic individuals, or at least that that also sort of aids to our creativity, right? We're, we're completely open, right? It's, it's sort of like a double-edged sword, you know? It's, 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 <laughs> you need that neurosis, to be creative, right? And 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 it, it sort of man, this this guy again put put the uh, the process of making art in a very beautiful way, which was this uh, sort of making art is sort of artists are like people who go into the chaos of the unknown mm-hmm. and uh, you know bring something tangible out of it. Ah, oh, no, no, I'm butchering it. I'm pa- no, I'm completely butchering it. No, that was not what he said. But it was something amazing. It was like art is chaos. It's, it's that what it is. If you do art right, mm. it's chaos. It's chaotic. Mm. And you need to have every part of your life in order, in, in proper routines. That's why a lot of artists have like solid set routines. Because if they don't, they need to use a lot of substances to sort of True. cope up. True. Right? True. They, because it's it's hard. You know, it's it's hard this entire process is hard. Business is sort of also it's like art. You know, mm. that's why I love business these days. You know, it's it's so artistic. You don't know what will happen. You do know what will happen, but you don't know for a lar- large extent. Right. And you you play this game, right? So why was I saying this? No, so we were talking about I don't know. Yes. taking the leap, right? Like uh, leaving your day yeah. to matter. Yes, 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 yes. Right. So those are the things that I try to say. So as I'm saying this, it's not me who's saying this. Hmm. It's it's all the, the the creative thinking guy inside me who's sort of giving me an advice that I need to hear. Hmm. So every single time I say all these things, I try to articulate those things out loud, say it out loud, so that I can. You can for example, before this before this call. I went for my lunch. I took a walk back and forth, a 10-minute walk, right? And then took another 10-minute walk. And through all the way, I was just thinking about what, 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 you know, I have this business decision that I need to make that's going to radically shape the way I do things next year, mm-hmm. right? And I'm thinking, how should I approach it? I have two options. Should I do this? Should I do that? So much confusion, right? Mm-hmm. And and I, I, th- I think that is the case with most people, even if, see, I'm, I'm just young, I'm young, I'm starting out, I've not made it, but some people see that or or perceive me as a person who made it because I have just a bunch of followers online. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not, re- I'm just reducing the number, not the people. Uh, but but here's the thing, right? No matter, no matter how many people I talk to, right? Big guys and small guys and all these folks, they're still figuring it out till this day, right? Right. Till today. 
Right. There, it was like crazy. I was, I was talking to, I was talking to an artist we all admire, right? And it's like talking to them. They're, they're all figuring it out to this day. And we like, wait. And, and when, they, when they say all those things out loud, it feels like, wait, you're not that superhuman I thought you were. I thought you were like, uh, you know, what do you, what do you say? What like is that word? Impenetrable? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you've yeah. made it. Right? I, th- I thought you were this guy who didn't face any of these problems. I thought if, if I thought if I had a million followers on YouTube, my problems in life would be, would be solved. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that's when the problem starts, actually. <laughs> that's true. That's right? true. That's so, true. In fact, uh, I remember asking this to one person. Like, who was this? Uh, some, some guest on my podcast earlier, and uh, she, she has a blue tick, and she has a whole bunch of followers and a blue tick. And uh, I asked her that, okay, uh, does the blue tick change anything? And she's like, absolutely nothing. Like when I woke up, I saw the blue tick. After that, literally nothing changed in my life. Things just continued to be as like the struggle just continued anyway after that. So that was there. Right, right. <laughs> that is a that is that is some that is so that is so weird. I mean, yeah, the, the followers online won't won't cure you. The, the more the more more uh, so the more I sort of go after the things that I like, the more I realize that. Here's, 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 again, I, I, I'm not even close to figuring out, figuring life out, mm-hmm. but, but, but here's, here's what I'm sort of seeing, right? You, you, you need to spend your days meaningfully engaged in things that you like. Not, not passion. Passion is a very, after, after spending so many years trying to pursue my passion, I've, I've realized that passion is a very notable motive. Mm-hmm. Something a better better thing would be to find something that you are meaningfully engaged in, something that you like, something that you that makes you want to get up in the morning, mm-hmm. and it won't happen all the time. So you need to be realistic with your expectations. True. Figure that thing out. Engage. Put yourself in a process that that meaningful engagement happens, and that's all there is to like. I mean, I, I, at the end, when you reach that goal, it'll, it'll be like, ah. Huh, You'll be having fun for like a couple of days, and then boom, you're you're like, yeah. See, once I the problem never goes away. Man. That is the thing. The problem doesn't go away after you. You, you, you cannot always be like, huh? If I if I get many followers online, yeah, the problem goes away. If yeah. I get uh, earn this much money, the problem goes away. If this happens, the problem goes away. And then, and one thing I'm sort of slowly, you know, coming to terms with, and I don't think I'll come to terms with that for another 15 years easy, right? Which is the problems will never go away. And it's, it's just that finding a mode of being where your life is worth living despite all that problems. Agreed. Yes, that is Right. I think the problem only the goes away when you decide the problem is no longer as significant. I think that's also something which is there. Like, yeah. Because the definition right, of the right. problem and the solution is inside you. And again, like, uh, I think I think I read in one of your interviews and I was researching uh, before this uh, episode was that I think you'd quoted Neil Gaiman in some uh, some interview where yeah, you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like make great art, right? So make great art, the three words, right? Make good art. Yeah, make, yeah, yeah. Make good right. art, right? Correct, right? And, and the idea, 
may go dark may go dark okay and the idea is exactly that so it's at the end of the day like you said earlier at the end of the day it's not about the numbers or the followers and the so it's not about any of those it's probably at the end of the day are you happy with what you are creating on a daily basis okay again it may not be that you're happy every mm-hmm. with the art you create but at least you showed up and you created yeah. and you probably inched and i think that's exactly where that video montage thing we were talking about earlier where that you gave yourself 100 days or the 3 months right uh that is right, right, right. relatable than i like what you said like passion is probably a very low level thing uh compared to that because that's definitely yeah. way beyond passion because i i agree with that that's that's true that's true and so, uh, you know what i I also understand, and I know mm-hmm. you said this that uh, this whole journey has mm-hmm. led you to taking decisions in a certain way, and those decisions you opened the doors and you walked into those doors, and that led to something else, and so on and so forth. Yeah. And like yeah, you yeah, said, that yeah. you're probably taking another decision which will uh, probably r- like radically change the way you do things, right? And I, and I'm I'm really cross uh, cross uh-huh. my fingers, and I hope that the the decision goes in the right direction. uh i also know that you have right. a team right so that's something which i find very uh exciting yeah. interesting um because for me the most number of people that i have seen or uh, spoken to or i know uh are all individuals who are trying to make it on their own pretty much like you know doing the rambo thing like one man army sort of a thing right mm. right and i know for a fact you have a team and you probably in this room uh, there are a couple of other people who you consider in your team yeah, right yeah. uh so tell me about yeah. that like what was the decision or why did you decide to let's say go for a team uh or let's say go for a studio setup and everything so take me through that 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 part of your uh, career journey whatever you want to call that right right sure so so one it, it it happened very gradually i didn't set out to say build a team mm-hmm. what i did was actually to 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 this day i'm just trying to make sure my team doesn't get bigger mm. that's like i don't want to be and end up like a you know end up being a manager uh, huh. right like to some instead of a maker but i i also feel that at one point in time you know i saw this steve jobs interview and he was talking about uh, how apple at first tried to i'm not just going a diverting a bit because i think mm-hmm. it's interesting and it is it's about makers and managers people who make versus people who manage mm-hmm. and he was talking about how apple when they were sort of growing they tried to hire a bunch of these professional corporate managers and uh, you know none of them got any work Oh. and 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 right and he was like man i'm going to fire all of you guys and and he realized one important lesson she you know spoke about in that video it was some of the greatest managers in history are creative people who realize the fact that they, they they have to actually sacrifice being creative in order to make something way bigger and better beyond themselves right you know it it, it was like Steve Jobs chose to stop doing calligraphy in Reed's college and and chose to be you know like a product manager in Apple computers right and right. it's like I'm, I'm going to manage people right? right and and he sort of uh, did that so anyway so I got into this because yeah uh, yeah I was thinking why I got into the story so yeah anyways managers was this make it's very interesting thing so I didn't I didn't set out to actually build a team trust me and uh, what what happened was i i've always thought i've always thought this it, it happened very naturally and gradually uh, 
mm-hmm. I always told myself, if if say if I'm making say X amount of money, mm-hmm. right? So let's you know I'll give some solid numbers. If if say an, an average for for an Indian, if someone makes a lakh a month, mm-hmm. that's that's decent income right there, Absolutely. right? And I've I've told myself, hey, if um, if, if I make a lakh a month. I'll I'll just give uh, you know I'll just take forty or fifty k for mm-hmm. myself. I'll give that fifty k to another person mm-hmm. who can actually save time from me, where I can actually go and do something else, right? Mm-hmm. So that was my mindset all the time, and it weirdly, I I really couldn't get people when when they made a lot of money where they're not actually allocating it for other people to sort of. you know do other things for them so that it'll save time for them now the thing is this i think not a lot of people are meant for working with a team managing a team and and all that and and i'm not built for that and i'm not built for that in the sense i can communicate well i can teach well mm-hmm. so therefore i sort of you know try to use the same skills that i've learned there to talk to my team and ask them what exactly do i want mm-hmm. and i sort of teach them my kind of video making that's how it started right mm-hmm. and right now at the point you know uh, you know they are at a point where like they can make videos in my style without my help completely mm-hmm. right right so that so so i've sort of completely taken that entire thing and mm-hmm. give it off another people person so that i can actually i'm free to do something slightly bigger and better which will also benefit all the people around me so for, uh, so at, at at the first i need a video editor i, I need a tech and i know not like a, just a video editor yeah i needed a video editor because i was editing a lot mm-hmm. uh, i was editing my courses by myself i was making videos by myself shooting lighting doing everything mm-hmm. and i needed a video editor so i hired someone like an intern you know i paid them well despite being an intern i i think i could i could pride myself in the fact that i paid like really nice money for an intern mm-hmm. like i mean uh, yeah he's a very good kid his name uh, his name is varun and uh, he's a photographer so i hired him first i was i was a bad employer bad employer in the sense not like bad employer in the sense i couldn't get the kind of work that i wanted out of them i couldn't communicate mm, mm, so mm, I, i had to sort of go through my first two employees to actually get to my third proper one right so it it was first the video guy and then i tried to hire a personal assistant because i couldn't i had a lot of administrative tasks i, I just couldn't manage so uh, you know i hired a person for that and uh, that that went on for a while then uh, he dropped out so that it was both of it was like a part time thing they wanted to just stay in for a couple of months and then i started really working on people mm-hmm. in the sense i started bringing in people who i thought would actually by working with me would achieve their goals mhm and that is the key to actually you know uh, you know getting a good team or building a good team mm-hmm. even they won't know it actually if you they big biggest my experience right i've always had this whole thing right like passion my passion 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 mm-hmm. i was like oh, i want this one thing that is my passion the, the society or the popular narrative has brainwashed so many people 
into thinking that there is this one thing that you are meant to do for life right and if you find that thing you'll be happy right trust me it is the most dangerous thing that you would ever uh, uh thing i mean i mean it's just it's just it just puts people in a very bad spot i i spent so many months you know almost close to a year where i was sort of suffering with that existential problem because mm-hmm. i was told that there was this something right and i was trying to find it i was like waiting every day you know hey I woke up today passion did i find you and they told me to strike you that's another thing uh, oh, oh. <laughs> right <laughs> so i was like waking up every day it's like hey do you, do you strike me now nah, I, i don't feel like it you know because it's like oh you're told that when you find that one thing that this you'll get these butterflies in your stomach and magical spark in your head it's like no no none of that crap is true right even even people who <laughs> were you were you watching a lot of romedy now by any chance like cartoon network romedy romedy now <laughs> possibly <laughs> no, this, this sounds like one of those hallmark movies where like you you probably yeah. have somebody like i don't know a guy meets girl a meet cute sort of a thing happen maybe a jennifer aniston being yeah. cast somewhere It, it probably sounds right, something right, right, right. yeah that's a sort of similar actually you know huh. <laughs> probably yes probably yes right uh, anyways none of that thing happened <laughs> like mm-hmm. n- nothing and and weirdly right you know the thing with my passion was i found the passion for building useful products and services i i consider drawing camp a useful product or a mm-hmm. service mm-hmm. right and and i found passion in that by actually doing it i didn't i didn't i didn't, I didn't start out oh that mm-hmm. is my thing i'm going to mm-hmm. that is my thing i want to do that for the rest of the night it didn't happen like that so the reason why i'm saying this is a lot of people are sort of confused by this and they're t- turning down a lot of opportunities in life which could actually take them forward towards right. their passion right. right towards their quote unquote passion rather than then just by sitting ideally Mm-hmm. uh you know mm-hmm. and 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 trying to do a low level thing mm-hmm. so so you know so the way i try to build my team is i worked in a day job in an ad agency and it was horrible experience in the sense i was doing things that i liked video making but mm-hmm. i wasn't exactly doing the thing that i wanted mm-hmm. right and i didn't have a lot of free time and i wasn't paid well right so all these three factors come right so i made sure this i'm going to give my people enough time to work on their things mm-hmm. i mean right now it's not being a possibility because we're working on drawing cam and we're like working sundays right now oh. i mean just one sunday that's it just one sunday it happened yesterday <laughs> and they they're going to start right <laughs> so but 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 after drawing cam you know the drawing cam is going to we're going to finish everything and after this year next year is going to be very interesting hopefully right mm-hmm. so i'm made sure three things pay people really well right because money at the end of the day whether you like to sort of agree like it or yeah. not is not enough you need it and you need it you need enough to satisfy yourself and your living right mm-hmm. pay people well give them enough time to work on their things third make the work that we do here in such a way that it actually connects to their end goal mm-hmm. right what they want to do right build skills up even though if they are editing say even if my video editing team is editing drawing cam or my youtube mm-hmm. videos they are building storytelling skills they are building editing skills they are building production skills they are building you know 
like we could pump out a video in like a record breaking time like in a production quality that most people will say damn you guys did that in like a day or two it's mm-hmm. like yeah so we're at that pace so we're we're building up skills which will come off used to you know even after the next project so yeah the, so that is the thing when it comes to hiring people uh so that is that is what it is so first i hired my first ever video editor and then i needed someone to do administrative tasks so i had my studio manager then we needed another editor mm-hmm. and we needed another video producer so it it just happened that i needed a marketing person oh my so god it, so it was like one person at a time and that's how you do it and also another thing a business lesson that i've learned and i've seen a lot of business people fail at this which was they've always hired people and and i've i've, I've come across so many of these art businesses uh-huh. where people hire and then they won't and they'll pay their employees for the first couple of months uh-huh. and when the business goes down the first place that they keep their hands on is this, their employee salary okay right and it was just horrible right so when i hired my first ever employee i always made sure that i can pay him enough for at least 6 months right Mm-hmm. so i have enough mm-hmm. overhead to to manage that to pay them at least for 6 months to make okay. sure and no matter how badly the business goes people who who work for you work with you comes first you need to pay them first right and no matter how how bad it goes so that is that is so so right now so that, that another thing is if you i i try to do so okay have enough salaries for Uh, uh it's not just salary i have enough business overhead for a year's time mhm right so, so right now you have five people is it yeah five five yeah five yes wow dude like that's that's crazy because again like not about the business but at least the fact that again i remember you starting of the conversation the journey on the note that you know things were always not that re- really rosy for you when you were growing up in terms of a lot of other things as well and mm. now to have uh, you know employed five people or at least given jobs to five people which is like again you're pretty much running there so you're taking their responsibility as well which is like a big uh, deal dude that's a big deal no wonder i started off the uh, episode by saying that you're very dedicated at least that's what i felt and then i agree it's damn good it's really good Okay so uh you know I'll t- I ask you this because you've been mentioning this mm-hmm. art business thing for a while and and I do see that you have a very yeah. uh, for lack of better terms business like approach to this whole thing right yeah, I yeah, just yeah, can't yeah. say Kesh Keshav is a, a a naive random little guy from Chennai trying to make art and shooting videos he's not that he is right, right. quite larger than that he's an organization uh, to an extent if I if i think of it that way right so when you say business uh, and you say you have to have, make sure that you know you have business overhead and you know you have something in the pipeline uh mm-hmm. what are the things that let, let's say K, uh, like keshart studios in this case uh what is the kind of business or where does the income come from so one i know would definitely right. be your uh, the drawing campaign right so that has to be one yes. of the things where yes. you would have a lot of subscriptions coming in and then that would be your uh way to kind of maintain this whole thing right uh, what exactly, exactly. what else or is this the only one i'm all pretty right. sure you're not laying all your eggs in the same basket i'm pretty sure you're not doing that yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly you figure you figure it out actually so so yes so for for a for a long time 
No, not for a long time. It's just been one year since we launched Drawing Camp, right? For like a couple of months, it was, I mean, see, for every business, there's one source of income that's like 80% of the mm-hmm, thing, mm-hmm. right? So Drawing Camp is a big source. Now, I don't want to be, okay, I'll come to the, I'll, I'll that part later. So Drawing Camp is one source. YouTube videos is another source and it's, it's, it's a nice income. And I take that, whatever I get on my YouTube, I take that as my salary, actually. I don't, I don't touch the money that I get from the business. Mm-hmm. So that you just pump it back into the mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. So that is one. Freelancing, right? I don't take up a lot of freelancing jobs, but oh. when I do take up, I, 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 I charge, I charge money a lot. <laughs> so I didn't know you I, do I charge I didn't know you do freelancing. Like uh, as yeah, a yeah, as no, not in commissions, very specific services. Like I did one for Sony uh, right now, right? Customizing their iPad and giving them a piece of video content. Oh, yeah, correct. Like the, I right? think uh, two iPads, right? Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah, ah, yeah. Nice. That, so that was one, but that is an example. For, for in another case, we're giving editing services to a person you may or may not know, but I don't want to give it out. I don't think I can say that. <laughs> so, editing services for people because a lot of people come to me and say, Hey man, you have a team. Can you help us out? It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Right. So that is one source. And, uh, yeah. So, so freelancing brand sponsorships on YouTube, then YouTube AdSense, and then drawing camp. So th- these are the, all the sources the, uh, that's, that's happening right now. So 80% of it, 70%, maybe yeah, 70 to 80% drawing camp. Mm-hmm. The rest are from these other sources, which are actually enough to pay my business overhead. Right. That's really and good. Yeah. So, so sort of, sort of diversifying, right. You do that. So then what I'm trying to do right now is some, it's the next part of the business next year is going to be very interesting uh, in, in a way that one, we're, we're just going to go from a, I, I just don't want to be known as a guy who just makes courses, right? Mm-hmm. And, and drawing camp is not a course, though. Uh, I, I always tell people drawing camp is a program. Program in the sense, course is something that teaches you. A program is something that makes you do that thing, mm-hmm. right? So drawing camp is sort of like a unique format. It's like a workout videos for drawing. It's, it's mm-hmm. like one of those YouTube videos where you put on a workout and you do the thing and you feel uh, and you learn something. I mean, you've done something useful. Right. Drawing camp is sort of, sort of exactly like that. And then and it's like you show up, press play, follow, follow along, and you just learn something and you do it then and there. Right. That is something lacking in this. this that's like, I think, I think I could possibly say that we're the, fir- the world's first follow along drawing program in the sense sort of like you that is structured and that is done right which is hmm. give me a complete beginner i'll put them to drawing cam level one for 30 hmm. days and 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 trust me they'll say some wonderful nice things because i have hundred thousand words of uh, testimonials that hmm. really could make a book out of it Mm-hmm. from people who've actually done that 30 days and they've literally it's, it's amazing it was amazing to read that so mm-hmm. yeah so 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 
creating a different product that is key right there right so mm-hmm. and then i see a lot of artists right now making online courses it's like yeah i know what you do right <laughs> right so i'm like yeah sure sure, sure. You do it right so and then what i try to do is i always try to make sure i play the long game and create something that is good enough mm-hmm. not only good enough over deliver on value and it's completely different right and mm-hmm. there's nothing like drawing camera so the reason why i'm getting to this is like okay we're talking about income and where it's all coming from and there's always this one product that you need to create that needs to be completely different from what's there in the market right. to be value makes so sense so that is that is it makes sense yeah. and i so, agree with you 100% when you say that you know drawing camp is structured so i have of course not been through drawing camp but i have of course seen the curriculum mm. and i agree because mm. uh, see my day job as i told you before the recording is that i'm a corporate trainer and yeah. as a part of the role i have to create courses and e learning content for uh, let's say my my consumers in this case in the organization right mm-hmm. and i have to follow mm-hmm. a lot of let's say uh, uh, let's call it instructional design uh, theories adult learning theories and so on and so forth and yeah, 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 yeah. your curriculum of let's say i think there would be some three levels of it right so there would be foundation exactly. design yeah. and then the last one where you develop your style what is it called creation uh, creation for creation right. creation yeah. right and and i agree so when i see that i know for a fact that it actually looks a lot more structured than a lot of other uh, courses that i see let's say on a course or something where you just go and you learn one thing uh, mm-hmm. how to draw trees just just taking it as an example okay how to draw trees ah, right, right, right so right, it will right, teach right, you right. the skill of drawing a trees probably at the end of the day you'll be very good at drawing a certain few types of trees but then mm-hmm. uh, can you use that and multiply that and transfer that to something else that you're trying to draw which i have a feeling from the outside from the cover that drawing cam probably does which uh, which is why i feel it's yes. quite, i agree with you it's quite different from what is out there currently uh, the closest i can think of is somebody the other day mentioned about schoolism so there's this one website mm. uh, they if i yeah, want to also do very structured sort of yeah. things right Correct, yes, correct, yeah. correct, correct, correct. Yeah. So I think I think that's that's good as well. So that's that's true. Okay. So Kesha, you know what? I would like to take this conversation slightly towards the closure because I've taken uh, uh, quite a little sure, bit of time from you as well. So uh, you know, I have a couple of questions which I would like to ask to kind of bring this to a closure. So one mm-hmm. is revisiting what we discussed. slightly at the beginning of the conversation is your style okay and also yeah, given yeah, that yeah. in uh, let's say in drawing camp you teach people how to uh, develop their style and how you find the style right how yeah. do you find your style if you can answer that for me because again a lot of people have this question a lot of people uh, go through this and uh, again to the listeners if you want to know this in more detail drawing camp is of course there today so i think it's available for some people <laughs> I'll, I'll give it away all for free Yeah, <laughs> but at least, but at least, uh, for for the if you can just give me the idea of according to you, uh, what is yeah. style and how do you find that that unicorn which is called style? All right, okay, I'll I'll, I'll give you like a very detailed perspective on that uh, mm-hmm. answer because this is very very crucial. So one, and I'm I'm assuming that people when they see me see my work and they see see a style, is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so even even after me having found my style, and I was literally yesterday thinking about how I need to sort of even more further go into my journey, mm-hmm. where I develop a completely new form of style. You were talking about line work this mm-hmm. uh, you know before the podcast, and I'm I'm really thinking about actually playing with a lot of things without line work as well. Mm-hmm. And that's why I got into painting. 
I was I was painting a lot of portraits, a little like wonky little caricatured uh, mm-hmm. fan art, actually more like fan arts of like John Wick and Naruto and uh, Johnny Bravo and all that. So mm-hmm. at this, even at this point, I want to start off by saying how to find your style by prefacing with this, which is at this point, even at this point, I still feel like there's like so much for me to explore, and mm-hmm. my work is going to radically change in the in the future. Right, provided I go through the right process. So, so with that said, here's here's how you sort of find your style. Now, the first thing is this. Uh, I made a video about this. It's it's stop trying to find your style. Mm-hmm. So, just like passion, style is not something that you find. Style is something that you build. Mm-hmm. Like passion, passion is something that you build. Right. Something that you grow. Right. Style is also sort of something like that. So, what do you mean by style? When, when someone says style, what, what do they mean by that? So mm-hmm. what they're exactly meaning is, okay, I'm looking at bureau, an artist, it's like, ah, they're drawing in this unique way. Right? That, I, don't, I don't know what's happening. How do, you, how do they draw that? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. They're drawing like that because that drawing is a combination of very small, tiny design decisions Agreed. that were made. Agreed. Right? So many tiny design decisions right from the kind of thing that they're going to draw, the mm-hmm. theme, the things that they like, mm-hmm. the medium that they choose, mm-hmm. the things that they were inspired by in life or the references that they are taking. Right. right? And then the, the kind of approach that they take towards the process. For example, are they going to go for a more of a painterly-esque process mm-hmm. or something that is more in the lines of a cartoon or something that is more line work based. Right. right? Your style is a result of all these individual tiny decisions. I was literally actually editing a drawing camera and I was like, the topic was on that. And then I was explaining my editor, I was teaching him, I was like, what, what, what is style? Right. And then I was, we were talking about old cartoons. Mm-hmm. If you look at, say, old cartoons, like, mm-hmm. you know, back in the old days, right? Disney esque cartoons. Mm-hmm. You ask yourself the question why do they look like that? Mm-hmm. Right? Why do they look like so many bright colors? Number one, line work, proper line work. Mm-hmm. Number two, and things like very simplified character versions of real life people. For example, a mouse doesn't look like Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. Right? But Mickey Mouse, if you look at the design language of Mickey Mouse, it's just so you're talking about the silhouette, right? right? You're talking about yeah, the yeah. silhouette and a very clear cut silhouette. Yes. Yeah, you can you can mm-hmm. yeah you can take uh, yeah you can also talk about the silhouette, but you can also talk about the internal shapes that are sort of placed inside mm-hmm. in such a way that the idea is clearly communicated. So why is that? Mm-hmm. Why is it the way that has happened? Number one, constraints of the time. It's not easy for someone to draw some super realistic painting 24 times per Correct. second. For one second, right. Right? Right. So they were asking themselves, hmm, how can we make this process easier? At first, before color came in, it was what? These rubber hose animations. Mm-hmm. Mickey was just a solid black body. Correct. Right? Correct. Simple shapes on the inside. 
Mm-hmm. It's easier to animate. It's easier to move. It's easier yeah. to replicate right. because their process required them to make an animated short film within few months or few weeks. Mm-hmm. Right? If they had like ninety nine years, maybe they could paint right. the realistic thing, right? right? Frame by frame and do that. That is one. Number two, they cannot add these complex gradient shadows, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. the one you see on my face right now. Right. So they use this, they use this cell shading method where they had clear shadows, clear color tones, right? And clear highlights if there are any, or right. clear illuminated areas if there are any, right? right? Because they had to have a, a, a piece of paper or celluloid is what they call it. I'm not sure what they call it. Where they have the flats and then they add the shadows on top. Mm-hmm. On top of that. Mm-hmm. So that process, in order to be easily replicated, that style came into effect. And that's also, nice I'm, sorry to, I'm sorry to uh, uh, kind of interrupt, but that's yeah. also that coloring thing, that's also your style, right? Because I've constantly noticed this that you yes. don't put a lot of gradients. Yes. You have, uh, your shadows, your yes. mid, and your highlights are very distinct in that way. You can see a proper exactly. line between them. Hmm. Exactly. Because I want to produce illustrations at a faster pace. <laughs> that makes sense. That that oddly makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, think about it. 100 days of sketching. I've finished that challenge like three or four times right now. Mm-hmm. And if I had to make a finished piece every day, I need to find an illustrating process that, that could uh, you know be easily done quickly. Correct. That it comes with its own pros and cons, but mm-hmm. you know, but, but you get the idea, right? Mm-hmm. So st- style, you need. So one people who are trying to find their style need to understand that it is a combination of so many decisions, design decisions that you're making, and these design decisions could be influenced, can be influenced by your constraints. Don't see them as your constraints. Use them to your advantage because that. That could actually give birth to something that is completely beautiful and new, mm. right? And so that is the so that is one. So here, here are like three to five practical tips one can use to sort of find their style. Number one, find your tribe of artists or find your tribe of influence. Mm-hmm. In the sense, there's always the everyone has a couple of artists or people who you'd like to sort of draw from them. Mm-hmm. What you want to do is actually just pick three to five people that you really like and study them, mm-hmm. understand their basic philosophy, try to understand their religion rather than the tactic. Mm-hmm. In the sense, ask yourself why they are doing why? that rather than what they're doing. Right? So what you do is you go and study. Okay. Why is that artist drawing that face like that instead of like this? Mm-hmm. Right. Ask yourself that question. Instead of taking their style, mm-hmm. take their religion, take their philosophy, take their mm-hmm. idea, mm-hmm. right? Like the decision making part of it. Exactly. Make the design, take the design decision, right? Mm-hmm. And you do this with all the people that you like. And when you, when you, at the end of it, you just don't want to combine that and call it a style. What you need to do at the end of the day is put your thing into it. And that is the point where most people don't like to ask the question, what is it that you like? What is it that you want? Right. Mm-hmm. And what is it something that you could bring to the table that you have not seen anywhere else? And it is something, something deep within you. And the more work you do, the more of it will come out. Mm-hmm. And you need to give it time to sort of for that to sort of manifest. So that is that is 
Point number one, <sighs> find a tribe of artists. Now, another thing, don't think of it like you're stealing from these people because think because people find like some some beginner artists they feel like uh, you know if I study another artist I'm that's morally and ethically wrong. Mm -hmm. That's not how the world works. And here's something very politically incorrect that people might not agree with. A lot of work that we see, a lot of original work that we see are influences of things that you see in real life. Right. Things that you've gone through. Right. Things that you've seen in other people's work. Right. All of these. For, for example, the, the environment illustration, which, which I posted yesterday, that the, the more I'm trying to simplify my style to a point where it could fit in a cartoon show like Gravity Falls. Mm -hmm. I love Gravity Falls. Mm -hmm. you know, I, love, mm -hmm. I love the simplicity of that show, right? The simplicity of that background. And it's like so amazing to watch, you know? So I'm simplifying my work in, in such a way that and it sort of fits into that work. Mm -hmm. So so the thing is, that the way you learn is the, uh, a popular filmmaker, what's his name? Uh, but, but basically he says this, you know, that, uh, you need to go and copy other artists. Copy in the sense, don't copy their work mm -hmm. and put it off as you know. There's right. the difference between plagiarism <laughs> and learning. Right. That's, that's a key because people get this wrong and I hope kids don't get this wrong because mm -hmm. some somebody is like, oh, Kesh, Kesh is saying it's okay to steal. No, 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 that's not what I meant. <laughs> right. So what he talks about is this. He talks about you learn by going through the works of other people. You need to speak in their voice first so that you can actually find your voice. Okay. Right. If, if, if you are a kid, you learn to speak a language by actually trying to mimic your mom and dad, mm -hmm. right? You try to speak mm -hmm. in their language, you try to take words from them, and then slowly over time, you build your own personality. Till Correct. then, you're just a combination of your mom and dad, that's it. Correct. And, and, and that's how artists learn. Artists learn by walking the paths of other artists mm -hmm. that have gone through that path before. And then at one point, they're like, yep, it's time for me to actually take my own path. Correct. Take right? a day. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, so this, is a, this is a one can find their style. Now, one, so definitely stop trying to force yourself to find a style because it might not end up coming right. Mm -hmm. So rather make design decisions that you are inclined to mm -hmm. and, it, and, and allow the process to happen. Allow the process right. to grow. Think of right. your like sort of watering a plant and you're you're letting that thing grow. So yeah, I think grow. that's one of the hardest parts actually. The, uh, yeah, like, yeah, again, talking from part. personal experience, letting the process mm -hmm. happen is one of the most difficult things because you try something for the first time, you see it's not working, you want uh, to go back and relapse to the previous way. Right. And, and I know, right? So you sort of try to take control of the situation because it's mm -hmm. not going the way you want. So then we need to ask ourselves, what can we do in that situation? Maybe here, here's, here's what we can sort of try. Maybe train ourselves to handle failure mm -hmm. a lot, right? Because every single time you try something, it's not looking the way you want, you're okay. failing in okay. your, in your, by your judgments. Mm -hmm. And maybe by training oneself to be, you know, to handle failure in a better way, then they may actually let go of the control 
mm. a bit more so that they can actually uh, let that process happen. Okay. And they can actually train with failure by taking up a project or a challenge like Inktober or like 100 Days Sketching, mm. where you make something every day. But the thing is, the thing that you make every day is not nice. Mm-hmm. Right? So you're forcing yourself okay. to actually produce something that is not nice, but being okay with it. Correct. And you need to tell yourself that to be okay with it. Because out of the 30 pieces, you'll get like 10 or 11 nice pieces. Agreed. Five or seven average ones. Absolutely. And 10 bad ones. Uh, Absolutely. It's so fresh. We are recording this on 1st November, which means yesterday, October completed for me. And there were those days (laughs) where I had so much of work. I just did not get time. I ended up making something which I hated. I did not like, but I still put it out there because, yeah. That's the whole process. I'm going to stick to it. Absolutely honest. agree. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. That's a, that's, a, that's a great way, isn't it? Right? Yeah. So so that's that's really nice. I mean, train yourself to fail, or no, train yourself to handle failure. Handle failure. And be right. okay with it. Hmm. Yeah. That's that's the, that's the definition. I mean, that's the differentiation. And if we do that, we can actually sit back and let things happen. Hmm. When it be, or at least have the ability to have patience. True. True. I, I agree. Yeah. Absolutely agree. Hope that okay. answers. That does. That actually does. That actually actually does give a lot of clarity on that as well. And it's not just that you practice every day and your style will come up. Uh, that may be the case, but again, I think when you're practicing every day also is when you're trying to you're deli- yeah. yeah, you're deliberately mm-hmm. trying to understand the whole process and the decisions. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think for me, uh, over the recent months, uh, the word or the phrase artistic decision has been a new learning for me, which I never really mm-hmm. thought of that consciously before that, uh, okay, I'm also making decisions here and there and these are leading to something which I never really thought of. But uh, yeah, it, it actually makes so much sense now. Uh, <clears throat> and I'm probably being a little more conscious about that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anything that you're afraid of? Anything that you're afraid of? Since we are talking about failure. uncertainty. Yeah, uncertainty. Uncertainty. Okay. 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 I'm I'm in the most uncertain uncertain place and 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 weirdly, despite so so a lot of things that are that's happening to me is sort of like partly genetics. I'm I'm just so thankful that I was born to the right people. Mm-hmm. My mom is an artist and my dad is a businessman, hardcore business guy. Oh right? wow. Right, you're the, like perfect child. you're the perfect huh? child, man. You're the perfect child. Kesh <laughs> Studios is the perfect child. Wow. <laughs> so, right, that, that so sort of, I'm, I'm sort of thankful for the thing, which is I have the neurosis and the creativity of my mom, mm-hmm. and I have the the tenacity, the sometimes uh, intermittent industriousness and conscientiousness to carry out business activities like my father and think smart and be realistic because right. artists on one hand don't tend to be realistic right. idealists idealists right? and realists right so so sort of sort of that and so i'm i'm in a uns- so uncertainty is my biggest failure what if right what mm-hmm. if the what if yeah correct right so i'm glad you have this clarity talking, i'm glad you have this clarity dude I don't have the clarity. That is the thing. That is what I'm trying to actually say. No, it's but you have the clarity that you got this from here. The, the fact that you you know your strengths is that that's the clarity I'm talking about. The fact that you know your uh, traits, you know your strengths, and you know the cards that you have in your hand, and then you can only play right. a, a more strategic game, right? 
Yeah, yeah. To, to an extent. I, I think I know to an extent, but not too much. I think I learned more about myself as I age, but obviously, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but what would... So I'm, I'm, uncertainty is my biggest fear, but I'm also thankful to a fact that I'm sort of, even though I, I when I see my fear, I just go back. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I just build myself into situations such that I actually have to face my fears eventually. Mm-hmm. And I take little steps to go at my fears, you know, and, and really every single time that has happened, uh, it's, it's all in the head. Mm-hmm. It's all in the bloody head. Right. This bloody thing right here plays, plays a lot of my years. Again, <laughs> a double-edged sword, like you mentioned earlier in the episode, a double-edged sword. Yeah. So, so why Chennai, yeah, yeah. Like any, any plans of uh, moving your base out mm-hmm. of Chennai? Uh, why Chennai? I was born here. Simply, that's it. <laughs> any, any, plans base? Any, any plans of moving base out of there? Uh, no, I like I like the place. I've built my business here. I mean, I like Chennai. I like Tamil. You know, like I like I like my state. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not a big big fan of the politics happening. <laughs> so, but but yeah. Uh, I, I, I love the place. I love the place. It's got the right balance and nice climate. It's, it's warm mm-hmm. enough for me. And I like mm-hmm. my place is warm. I tried, I went to Bangalore once and it was mm-hmm. too bloody cold for me. It's like, <laughs> they called it perfect weather. And it's like, what perfect? It's too bloody cold. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, like, I like my Chennai heat, right? I like my favorite time of summer right now. When I was in school, my favorite time was winter because that's when a lot of rains and mm-hmm. hence a lot of holidays. Right? Mm. So winter used to be my favorite time. And right now, summer used to be my, is my favorite time. I like my warm suns and I like my warm, I like blue skies and clean suns. So I like the place. You know, I have, I have this weird dream of wanting to go to Midwest or mid, mid, middle USA, mm-hmm. but get a ranch or something like that over there. You know, something, something sort of on a rural town. Mm-hmm. I was watching a lot of these documentaries over there in the rural areas. That seem so nice. Like people know each other oh, and right. they, 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 they talk to each other. And it was like a small town. People had like ranches and things like that. It's like, ah, damn, damn, I want that. Right? I'd like, I, I like to say I like to grow up, I grew up in a farm, but I couldn't say that. Maybe my right. kids could say that. <laughs> I grew up in a farm. <laughs> Nice, 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 nice. Why not? Why not? All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my last question to you. Uh, one, of course, yeah. it has been a really good conversation, and again, it just flowed from same one to the same. other, which I really enjoy. That's that's the be- I always say that's the best conversation. So you know, my last question, which is going to be a slightly loaded one, uh, mm-hmm. uh, which I have uh, asked pretty much a lot of my guests in this uh, show so okay. far. Uh, what has art taught you? So you have, you're a self-taught artist. You kind of taught, you, uh, taught yourself art. You're now teaching others art as well. What has art taught you? What, what has art taught me is this. <clears throat> and it's going to be a loaded one. Like, like mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what I want to do. And, and, and I wasted a lot of time in the process of doing so. And I learned a lot about life in a sense that this might seem very weird, but this is more like optimistic nihilism. A lot of what we do, none of that matters. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, if you put it in perspective in a long time, none of that matters. Agreed. But, 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 but the thing is, that this is the beauty of it all, right? What you do matters in every way, shape, or form. So, so one, you can think of it like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. In another way, you can think of it like it matters so much, mm-hmm. right? And life is hard. Life is so hard. You have everyone's fighting a battle that you know nothing about. Every bloody person, man. I thought the happiest of person you could see, they've either fought one of their biggest battles or they're going through one or they're about to fight one. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> you know, I always call it, yeah, you, you, you haven't faced your demon yet, haven't you? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so, it, 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 so in, in, in mix of all that, what art art is just a way for me mm-hmm. it can be anything it can, it can mm-hmm. be plumbing it can mm-hmm. be being an electrician it can be being a teacher it can be being a driver or it can being an astronaut or a space scientist mm-hmm. whatever this thing that you do this thing that i do is a vehicle for me to act that keeps me sane right mm-hmm. in the midst of all this thing in the midst of all this crap that we're going through, in the midst of all the stuff that, that, that we're facing, you know, it's incredible that we we can actually have something, we can find something, and we can actually do something. You don't have to find something; you can build something that keeps you sane, mm-hmm. that adds to society or adds to other people. In a sense, that I, I think of think of. Things like this, right? So I was going through a phase where I was like completely facing big existential crisis. Like, what the hell are we doing? None of this crap matters. But mm-hmm. think about it like this. As all, I, maybe I needed to find this a bit more. We are all building one building, mm-hmm. one huge building mm-hmm. made of bricks, mm-hmm. right? And every person gets to lay one brick. Okay. Every person right, gets to lay one brick. Everyone goes and lays their brick. My brick is art. Okay. I'm going to go and lay that brick. I'll lay that brick and there'll be someone else who'll come and lay their brick on top of my brick. Right. And there'll be someone else who'll come and lay their brick on, the, on top of my brick. Right. My brick might be on first floor, but their brick might be on the 10th floor. Mm. Right. Or my brick could be on third and theirs could be on the 10th. Mm-hmm. Theirs is on the 10th. Because you laid the people the came before them, yeah, lay their brick a third. I'm able to lay my brick a third because there were so many people who, you know, before me who took the responsibility of laying their brick mm-hmm. on the first floor and the second floor, mm-hmm. right? They were kind enough to actually say, instead of looking at life in, in a way that, man, none of the scrap matters, none of things matters, but I'm just going to do a responsible thing and do something that's worthwhile that's going to help someone else, mm-hmm. right? So I, today, right, I have an iPad because Steve Bloody Jobs is like, yeah, I'm going to invent the iPhone and right. change the world, right? right. With internet, some, some, some kid in, 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 I don't know who invented the internet, yeah, right? But all these people are like doing something really responsible in their life, right? They're like, despite all the crap that's going on around you, despite all the suffering that's going on around you, they're like, doing something useful. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing big, motivational and rude. Mm-hmm. Right? They're doing something. And it could be as little as the guy who went and, you know, did, did some electrical work at my home the other day, 
right? Mm-hmm. I couldn't do the electrical work. Think about it for a second, right? I'm just realizing the importance of blue collar jobs or people who True. actually do real work. True. We've True. just created people, right? True. We've just created people. We can build shit. We can build buildings, True. right? We, right? The, the building that I'm in, someone had to lay the bricks. Someone had to do this. Someone, someone had to design and develop a technology that this could, building could be actually built in three months, not 30 years, right? right? So all these people had the responsibility and took the responsibility in their life to lay their brick. And, and when I was sort of going through that and I realized, man, art is my vehicle and me living my life is going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it if I lay my brick because it's my duty to lay my brick, right? Mm. I would lay my brick. It's just my thing. I need to do my thing. Mm. So that is what art has taught me because art has made me go through that process. It was my vehicle, which I mm. sort of mm. you know, figured this out. Maybe I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? What do I know? I'm just young. Right? Uh, I could be right. But this is what this is what I feel, right? Despite all the crappy things that I go through, is like, man, it's good to be responsible. Meaning taking some voluntary responsibility for something that you really like, that you really want. It's so crazy, man. I was, I was writing on my journal the other day. It's like, I, I was facing this really bad situation. And I was like, instead of actually blaming all my situations and current things, and I really did this thing, which I never do for that particular category in my life, which was, I'm going to take 100% responsibility for that thing. And mm-hmm. I have every option in my scenario to make changes possible. And weirdly, you know, what that helped with, it really freed up so many possibilities for me. It's like, wow, sure. I have the power to change this thing. So, this is what artists thought, you know, to be a responsible person and a useful person, because mm-hmm. I, I consider useful people the most incredible people on the planet. All these people, <laughs> agree. right? Agree, agree. Yeah, I've come across, I've, I'm, I'm, I've come across and lived with a lot of useless people. Not, I'm not putting that in a very bad way. My mom, my mom always makes it like, oh, you call in the useless. This is like, I don't mean that as a, uh, an attack. Mm-hmm. I mean that as something it's just like you're not being of use and you're being of a burden to someone else mm-hmm. right <laughs> so so that is a thing and art has just been and in, and it is it is it has taught me to be not be useless and be useful in some way shape or form so yeah, that's that's, that's 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 very interesting. That's very interesting. And so if I get you correctly, it probably adds a sense of meaning to what you do. Uh, probably yes. a reason, right? That that probably a reason for you to wake up. That that makes sense. And I, I honestly love the analogy of the building and the the people laying the bricks because yeah, that that does make so that, much sense. I missed that one one part of that thing. See, you you could possibly check out of life and say I'm not going to take any responsibility and mm-hmm. I'm not going to lay my brick. Mm-hmm. The thing is, the, the reality of life is nobody's going to notice if you've laid your brick. True. True. The building is going to be built, though. True. But if you don't lay your brick, there is going to be a hole in the wall. And they're going to notice that. Hmm. Right? Hmm. So, it's a good way. Lay your brick. Yeah. So, it's, it sort of puts you in that way that 
even though no matter how hard you work, sometimes you may not get the recognition that you deserve. Mm-hmm. But know that a lot of good people and good things will be built because of Sometimes. some little action that you've taken. Right. That that yeah. does make sense. Yeah, that does make sense. And uh, I'm, I don't know why, but all I can think of is that we are ending this podcast on, on a Bob the Builder note for some reason. But uh, <laughs> Bob the Builder, can you lay a brick? Bob the Builder, yes, you can. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm glad this this thing worked but yeah so Kesh this this does make a lot of sense and you know I agree and uh, the, the fact that let's say I, I can the first thing that I can think of is this uh, you know this this drawing cam that you do uh, I know for a fact mm-hmm. like yeah it, it does have let's say a business angle to it where of course it's it's giving you money which you need to mm-hmm. save of course but at the end mm-hmm. of the day, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure there are so many people who are probably you don't know the butterfly effect or the uh, the snowball effect of this right that maybe 10 years down the line there'll be this one great artist who comes out because they first went through this whole thing and they that that changed their whole uh, way to look at things perfect yeah. Perfect, yeah. perfect. This yeah. I I'm so happy we could kind of bring this whole conversation to a proper circle, uh, complete the circle. Start yeah. off with one thing and could kind of uh, uh, put uh, the the period on that. But anywho, thank you, Kish. Uh, this has been a really good conversation. I know this conversation has been lined up since February, if I'm not wrong, uh, February 2021, yeah, 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 and yeah. Uh, it's first November, and we are finally doing it. So yeah, that's that's the main thing. And I'm glad I could call you and I'm glad you you had time and we could do this conversation. Uh, I had a great, I had a great conversation. This was, this was amazing for me. I love doing podcasts because I learn more about myself actually while doing it. Agreed. You know? Absolutely. Because Absolutely. I speak, I speak things out loud and, 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 and I, I really talk myself. So when I was like, you know, answering all the questions, it was like, okay, I'm facing these things and uh, things right now. And I'll just try to come up with solutions for that. Mm-hmm. Try to follow the solution. This repeat, rinse and repeat. So yeah, it works. And and probably the best thing is probably somebody listening to this podcast may find some meaning in this, and that can probably change their way of looking at things as well, right? So yes. yeah, thanks, thanks, man. Thanks a ton for doing this. Uh, wish you all the best with whatever radical change you're about to bring. I don't know, but I really <laughs> hope things work out. I really know things will work out. I do yes. have that faith in you for uh, sure. But. Yeah, and, and I really hope you just continue doing this. And uh, I know you don't want to increase your team size, but I just hope you continue touching more lives in whatever way possible. So uh, that that's something which yeah. you'll be doing. So no, that is something time. I want to do. Yeah. Thanks a ton for being this person that you are, man. Like, thanks a ton for... Because I know you've helped so many people because I have interacted with them who look up to you as this person who's really helped them, uh, you know, at least learn a skill, if not find a larger meaning, but at least learn the skill they're really interested in. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. thanks a ton for being this person, dude. Thanks a ton for being be this person. Yeah, that means a lot. Really. Thank you. Lay my you brick. So <laughs> <laughs> you laid your brick, yes. Thank you so much. No, no, I'm laying it. It's still happening. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, no, thank you. I, I had a great time. I had a great time. Just absolutely loving. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having me. All right, so hope you enjoyed this episode. I, for uh, myself, I love this conversation. This just took a really, really deep turn and I really like those things. So uh, yeah, you can find the links to Keshav's work or Keshav's work in the show notes. Do check them out. Uh, But I think there is a good chance that you do not require those links because you've already seen his work online. Uh, I will remind you, however, once again, to spread the word about this podcast. Maybe put it up on your social media stories and tag us. You never know, you may also 
end up laying your brick by doing so maybe touch somebody else's life you never know that right so on that note we'll see you again next week cheers